I love sitting down with people and asking questions. I love finding out who they are, their full story, how God has been faithful to them, and what's on their hearts. And I feel like conversations are such a gift. And so here at Tehillah, we want to sit down with people that you might see on the regular at Tehillah Monday and ask them questions. We want to hear from them, find out about God's goodness in their lives, find out about their stories, and just actually really be encouraged by them. We hope that you enjoy these podcasts. And if you do, we'd encourage you to share it with your friends and family. So let's celebrate people's stories. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Switzer. Angela, I can't pronounce your last name. Fillion. <laughs> I know. Fillion? Fillion, like fill a cup and then yin. Fillion. Fillion, yeah, that's it. That's Afrikaans. Cute. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, doing good. Are you um, enjoying the warm weather? Have you been skating lots? Am I enjoying the what, sorry? The warm weather. Oh, you have no idea. Yeah. Well, Are skate parks open? They just opened last week. And then okay. before that, um, basically, there was downtown was a ghost town. So we were just skateboarding every day right. down around in the city parks and things like that. And then... Since the skate parks have opened, I actually haven't been out to one yet because they have a 15-person limit. And so they're, it's, like, full of all the kids because none of the playgrounds are open. So, right. Yeah, so it's kind of uh, – it's it's a great thing, um, but it, they're just there's just not enough of them. So. Yeah, and your life, is it starting – well, I shouldn't say your life, but your work life, is that starting tomorrow? Uh, yeah, my work life starts tomorrow. Phase one starts tomorrow, and then yeah. I'll be – back busy again so this this little holiday of six weeks or however long it's been or longer has been uh up and down but it's actually been so good yeah yeah it's good yeah so with this um with this podcast we are just basically i'm just talking to people asking them questions about their life because we get to see you well we always used to see you on monday it's not so much maybe just more online um, and just kind of asking people about their lives, getting to know a little bit about them. Um, but the first question I have for you is, you are engaged to the beautiful Ginger. I am, I am. And you guys were planning a wedding this summer. Um, and then this whole COVID thing happened. Where are you guys at with that? Has it been discouraging or has it made you guys like have to be super creative? Um. Yeah, actually it's been tough because... We it, it we definitely like we had to cancel everything. So the bachelor parties, the the sh- the showers, mm. the showers, the wedding, all that stuff. And so, um, you know, there's more s- stuff that means more to her than me. You know, vice versa. Like for me, I really care about the ceremony. She cares about the party. Like obviously, we care about either or. But yeah. And so for me, it was like, oh man, that you know that one person I was going to have marry me. Like I. You know, I'm grieving that a little bit. And then with the bachelor party for me, it's something I've always looked forward to because I've planned a bunch of them for my friends and and stuff. And but to be honest, uh, it's it's moved from, you know, hard, like kind of like, man, I waited my whole life. And here we are the one year I <laughs> finally get it all together. And it, oh. you know, so, but now, you know, we're at a place that's really encouraging. So we've got a couple plans in the works. Good. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it, it it'll be good. I think it'll be more intimate and so it'll kind of be more memorable in one sense and then who knows 
who knows what kind of the future holds. We'll definitely be able to save money, which is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> the positive part about it. <laughs> definitely. Positive. Oh, um, so people know you as someone who, um, loves to skate. Is that right? Uh, yeah. I mean, some people probably know me as that. Some people probably have no idea that I skateboard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you skateboard. Um, yeah, I, I kind of felt like before I called you, I was like, I just want to talk to you about just like your, um, the times that you like skate with younger people, like young like teenagers young adults like all that stuff like what is your what has you have you always had a heart for like a younger generation or do you want to like just enlighten us a little bit about that yeah so to be honest when I was 13 I mean I've been a Christian since I was a little kid but when I was 13 I went to this program called Street Invaders and they taught us how to share our faith and evangelize and I mean if there's any youth that will listen to this or any parents that have youth it's honestly the best program and there's bc alberta saskatchewan and i think quebec um anyways they teach you how to share your faith and you go out and basically live um an active christian life for a few weeks with a good team kind of like a mini ywam for youth and then so during that time i got a real heart for evangelism and so i mean that's kind of the christianese part of it but um Realistically, I've always been so passionate about the skateboard culture just because creatively it, it pushed people to be themselves and it was a gathering of outcasts. And I mean, no culture is perfect. There's ups and downs, but it really, you have everything from your jock skaters to your really punk skaters to kids who are, are really wealthy to kids who can't even, you know, they don't even have dinner at the end of the night. And um, so that kind of, I, I was drawn to that growing up my whole life and then, and then learning how to share my faith. And so then when I graduated high school, it just made sense for me to be involved with youth. And to be honest, even as me and Ginger dream about having kids in our future, I think about the age that I can't wait to parent my kids for. And mine's for teenage life around that age, 11 to 18, which for a lot of people, they're stressed about those times. That's, I want the drama of where they can communicate with me and they can yell at me, but I can, never stop showing up for them whereas the the infant years don't make as much sense to me and that'll take some that'll be a big learning curve for me so um right yeah but yeah honestly working with skate youth is has been a big you know passion of mine and, and I've done it since I'm 30 now and so it's been 12 years or 13 years and and that we've seen some really cool stuff and some really hard times and um you know a bunch of kids have gotten saved and a bunch of kids haven't but I would say most, if not all, the kids walked away from our program as they aged out, uh, feeling like they um, they had someone that was always there for them. At least I, you know, I believe and pray that. And so that's the mm-hmm. cool thing. It's I've done it in Medicine Hat and in Calgary, in Cochrane. Uh, we've done some camps in Lethbridge and all sorts of places. Um, what would you say is like, if you can say, is like a common trend? Um, in that age group that they what they struggle with or is it like identity or is it something that all is like popped up that you found yourself having to like really um, have conversations about or encourage encourage them Um, I would say it's a little bit different in every city that you go to but it's like it's pretty normal kid stuff you know it's who am I Mm -hmm. do my parents love me do they not love me Um, and then dealing with like maybe they're not um, 
maybe they're a little bit socially inept. I think is the right word inept, but they, they don't know how to socialize as well, or maybe they're not do they don't do as well at school or they're not super athletic or, and so it's all, I think it's just all identity crisis type stuff. There is, um, depression and stuff like that, that runs rampant. And I've, I've seen some skateboard subcultures where kids are, are dealing with drugs and trying drugs. But one of the cool things and also negative things is you can have a nine-year-old skateboarder hanging out with a 17-year-old skateboarder. And because they have skateboarding, they bond together. The downside to that is that nine-year-old might start smoking cigarettes at nine. And, you know, (laughs) but not to say that every skate, I never smoked. Lots of my friends didn't, but if a 17 year old is, you know, they might try right. that or vice versa. But honestly, it, um, I don't know what the, the main themes would be. Cause we, we had kids, we had a couple kids, maybe five of them attempt suicide and we had a, mm. three of them actually commit suicide. And so mm. those were hard times as a youth leader, just being like, Oh God, like I thought, I thought you were, you were here to protect us. And these kids actually died. They were able to take their own lives. And that's not always the story. And, um, but you know, we've seen, kids go to jail and come out of jail but we've also seen kids find jesus or or choose like choose to excel at school and go on to great universities and and uh it it really is your whole kind of all over the map i would just say that they just generally don't really give a a crap about what other people think of them as much that's maybe what sets the skateboard culture aside from maybe another culture where right. it's like football or hockey or academics they do care a little bit more about like how, how is, how am I portraying myself, which skateboarders generally don't really care that much. So. <laughs> do you feel like, I think, um, cause I'm older. And so I, I think I look at the younger generation saying that they're just really into like social media and buying things and all that. Do you think, and that's like definitely not a good judgment on my part, but do you do you see like a hunger for spiritual things with younger people? Is it something that's easy to talk to them about, or um, is it something they're like they don't really have time for? Um, I would say they're pretty ripe for it. Like they're ready to hear it, and it isn't. Oftentimes, I'm not the first, or me or other leaders aren't the first ones to bring it up. Um, and it it isn't just questions about who yep. is God and stuff. That's all real. But um, we've, you know, I, I did have one kid that excelled and he actually became very good at um doing i mean what in the christian world we might call witchcraft where he would he was able to meditate deep enough and leave his body and like not to weird anyone out but you know mm-hmm. he, he could do those sorts of things and then come back with his spirit and do sorts of stuff and so a kid like that you could approach and you might talk about jesus in the holy spirit way of the power of heaven and hell and the authority that god has in things but for the most part kids are really open especially because of the internet and all these sorts of things they're they're exposed at at um, a young age to everything and movies and that but i think that they're Mm. also asking the questions one of the cool things that i found with skateboarding that i've tried to bring into other parts and i think other other subcultures would get it but is that if you were raw and honest like we have some leaders who don't skateboard but they're they're just they don't try to be a poser they're not like Hey, how's, how's the newest, coolest skate video? Like, what's it like? But they haven't, don't care about it. They'll, they'll just be an accountant through and through, or they'll hold, they'll be a basketball player through and through, but they're there for youth. And as soon as those right. skate kids see that, Hey, that this guy or girl, this leader is going to be authentic with me. They can be authentic. You just have to be okay. Generally with a few more efforts flying around, maybe. but they, 
Um, but <laughs> yeah. the spiritual side of things, we've seen some really cool stuff. Um, and we've learned a lot as we've gone through it. Uh, but kids are, I'd say they're really ready to hear, not just hear about it, but they're already talking about it among their friends. You just get to join the conversation. We just have to choose how we, how we word it. Right. Cause to be honest, some in, in skateboarding, what's cool is actually the demonic, like one of the most prominent skateboard brands that is thrasher that even lots of celebrities wear and stuff. Their main logo is a huge pentagram with six, six, six. And that's actually what's cool in skateboarding. I think most, but what it does is it offers it. Kids are open to the conversation. And so now you just, you can talk about the authority and how, when Jesus died, went down, took the keys to hell and how God has more power. But if you talk about the, the Jesus that loves you and cares about you in a, in a group setting, they'll be like, oh, I don't care. And a one-on-one they'll be like, oh, that's all I need, you know, but in a group setting, they want to hear war stories. Generally, I'm talking about boys, maybe more than girls, but that's just, you know, they want to hear like, whoa, how powerful is God? Whereas in a, in a one-on-one setting, when they're like, hey, my dad doesn't right. care about me, you know, they want to hear that there is a heavenly father that does care. Wow. That's, that's very eye-opening and good to hear. Um, can you tell us one um, really major encounter you had with God that would be um, pretty life-changing for you or maybe course correcting for you? Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty um, big question. <laughs> when I, like when I was young, I remember being filled with spirit for the first time when I was really young, when I was six and that was a big thing. But when I was 13, I fell in love with Jesus and I don't know what it was specifically. I just knew that like I could hear him speak when I prayed. Um, but I don't know about one specific encounter. I, I remember things that changed things about my life, but I just, this, might be hard if my brothers listen to this but my older brother when he was in high school because he was trying to fit in or just have whatever we had just moved when he went to high school he just moved to Cochrane and he so he started he was never ever a sketchy dude but he started smoking weed and weed wasn't legal then so he started smoking weed and was drinking a little bit and I didn't ever see it but I started going to the same high school as him and I got invited to parties and then and people would ask, oh, why aren't you drinking? Your brother does. Or why don't you smoke weed? Your brother's does. And I remember hearing that and feel have this feeling of defeat. But then my my older brother graduated out. My younger brother came in. We're both at the same high school. And I remember I remember thinking like, okay, I want to I wanna live for God, but I also want to be loved by my friends. So naturally, people in high school would lean into, well, I'll have a, a beer at the party or maybe I'll try my first cigarette or or maybe I will start to slander my teachers or whatever it is that you do to to fit in and i i remember thinking like oh okay my it was really hard for me to say no to alcohol and drugs because my older brother did it whereas i was like i don't want that to be i don't want to be the stumbling block for my younger brother for people to say like oh well your older brother does it why don't you do it and so i remember making a choice and realizing why i hate being and realizing why i hate being around drunk people to be honest because but I, i would go to parties still and I would, but then I wouldn't drink or, or smoke weed or anything like that. And then my brother, I know that he, I mean, from what he's told me, he's, he made it till the end of high school and until he was 18 before he tried anything. And I, I, I hope that it made it easier for him. And so I'll let, well, I remember that moment when someone said, why don't you do it? Your brother does it. And so that was like a defining moment for me to be like, who am I? And actually, I actually still don't drink to this day. I never have like, 
if someone had a, a really special significant glass of wine and said, you should try this, I would have a sip, but I've, I've never drank to this day and I never tried drugs or smoking cigarettes. And even though most of my friends do, right. I, I, uh, I don't know what it was. I just, I don't know specifically, but I just knew that I, I, I always grieved like when my friends that were Christians were dabbling in some other things. I'm not, I'm not perfect by any means, but when they were dabbling in other things and then on Sunday or, the next day at school, it'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. I love God. And then I'm like, wow, but we're not representing that. And I mean, again, I'm not perfect, whether I flipped out on one of my friends or I swore on the bus to school or, or right. whatever, whatever I'm, you know, or was said a derogatory comment about a girl, whatever it might've been. I still, you know, I wasn't perfectly representing Jesus, but I remember thinking like, oh man, that like, that sucks. Because if I was to go you know, whatever on a, on a weekend trip with my buddies and get wasted and then still say I'm a Christian that reflects on Jesus. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if I, hopefully I don't, I don't look at it at this point in my life thinking, Oh, I had my, you know, handcuffs on being like, Oh, I was chained to my, but I really do feel like it was God protecting me and showing me what it actually meant to be not just a follower of him, but to wear the badge of honor that I I'm part of his family, you know? Wow. That's like, it's really, Good and encouraging and also probably really correcting to people listening, <laughs> hopefully in a good way, like an encouragement, really <laughs> nothing like condemning, but just like, okay, yeah. What does it mean to be a Christian, but also like have that infuse your life and it's your lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Um, what would you say is something that you're very passionate about? It could be anything on the spectrum, <laughs> anything. <laughs> could be well, tacos or <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, uh, I am a very passionate person. So I'm like the annoying guy. I read in this Chad Veach, this preacher from the States, he has this one book and he talks in one of his chapters about this, your hype man. And he said, you have to, you have to take everything down. Like if they're talking about these are the best tacos ever, they're a 10. Usually you see it at like a six or a seven because they just are great at, at doing, you know, and that's how I am. You know, I'm like, Oh, this is the best pop or this is the best food. So like I'm passionate about pizza and sushi and I am passionate about Mexican food, okay. but I, I love, it's funny, the older I get, when I hit about 25, leading up to 25, I'm so social and I have big groups of friends and leading up to 25, I really cared about my friends and I just was always, okay, I'm going to show up for them. I'm going to be there, but also like, I love my friends. And so I always wanted to be around them. And after 25, I still love my friends to death, but any chance I have to spend time with my family, I'm going to choose that over my friends, which is such a flip because... I, I don't know. It, it, it was so opposite to what it was before. But for me, I just was like, man, I went through some stuff in my mid twenties, um, pretty, pretty self-inflicted, just some hard relationships that put me, um, off on a weird path. And, and my family never stopped showing up. Now, some of my friends never stopped showing up for me either, but right. I consistently. And so I'm passionate about family. Mm. Um, you know, me and Ginger do talk about kids one day. I'm not sure what that story tells, but we'll figure that out. But the uh i do want kids <laughs> if she's listening i do want kids <laughs> but um, but uh i'll yeah i'm passionate i would say about family i am passionate about the outcasts honestly i i love like if someone doesn't belong like that's where i want to show up in my people like the people that look like they have it all together i mean without i can't think of a better word but maybe the preppier people or the people that um are very organized and have their lives together to me, I'm not as drawn to that person. Uh, 
and I would say even in ministry wise, I'm not as drawn to Christian people as I am to people outside the church, just because I, I don't know. I just identify with the outcasts. And so I yeah. love that part of it. And, and, but on top of it, I, I really, I really love coffee, ice cream and chocolate chip mint ice cream. And <laughs> <laughs> One of my um, out, outgoing questions is going to be like, what's your favorite food? <laughs> <laughs> everybody needs to know Dang. well i could list off a whole bunch more i'm pretty passionate <laughs> about candy too so <laughs> and who is your favorite artist to listen to remember this is going on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah on record yeah you're on record <laughs> um if it's I, worse, is it true that you love justin bieber oh my gosh i love him so much when so the funny thing though is when i was 18 he had he hadn't put out any of his movies yet. And I remember roasting him like crazy among my friends. And then he put out his first movie and I watched it. Is that never it, say never, never say never. Okay. And it, it changed everything. I was like, this kid rips on drums. He's so good. Like, and so since then I've been a JB fan, like even, even to the point where people would always be like, Oh my gosh, did you see what uh, Justin Bieber did? He, he egged someone's house or he, he hit like a paparazzi's car with his quad or whatever, which they're all things he did. Yeah. I'm always like, yeah, but if you had lots of money, why wouldn't you be like, because I was always defending him no matter what he did. I, was always, <laughs> I love that. So yeah, JB, I listen um, to not as much Drake lately. I really like Post Malone. And then, oh no. <laughs> yeah, but I have been listening to more metal lately. And it's like a lot of it's like more uh, Christian based. There was this guy, Maddie Montgomery, that's a preacher now uh, in uh, Tennessee and he's a screaming a hardcore band called for today and they're really good and then if I'm listening to worship music lately Maverick City has been that's I've been playing that on repeat a lot so yeah same yeah so if you follow me on Spotify you'll probably see one of those you know five <laughs> artists in the in the queue that's so cool um let me see I feel like I have one more question for you um oh quickly I think mm-hmm. that, um, I've heard this before, but quickly, if you can tell us how you met Ginger, because, you know, us girls that listen and love these kind of stories. <laughs> uh, I can I can tell it, but I'll warn you ahead of time. I don't look good at the end of this story. I told this story. Well, you do look good. You got the girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like to got the girl because she is so patient and graceful and merciful. Aww. But I, I honestly, so I was going to church at Tehillah and I met her at Tehillah. And so I was going there and then this cute girl starts showing up and i didn't know her at all and um and i said she walked in with my friend julia dreger and i said to her after maybe a couple times of seeing this cute girl i said julie who's that and she's like oh it's this girl ginger um and but she said she i don't know she's just come back to church she might want to hold off a bit you know and then i uh what what happened was she i guess she hadn't been walking with with God for about 10 years. She still prayed and stuff, but hasn't been walking God for 10 years. And she prayed, God, like, would you send someone to, to, I want to go to church again. I want to get back on track. Would you send someone to help me with this? And she was a server at Earl's and she served this table. And it was a table of people that happened to be from Tehila, right? Like the next day she prayed that, like, I don't know what day it was, but let's say it was a Thursday. And then the next day on a Friday, this group of people come in from Tehila and they come in and, and she's like, they're they're ordering their food and she's serving and she's flirting with him to try to get better tips and doing all her stuff and then <laughs> and then he's like where are you guys from and she's like oh are they're like tequila um do you go to do you go to church and she was just like uh actually i don't but i've been at tequila once like three or four years ago and then one of the guys tried to flirt with her and he was like oh i saw you there and she she 
is was a, a little bit trusting and so she said oh oh really and she was like how wow i can't believe that guy saw me there no he didn't <laughs> get her number but um anyways they they said come to church come sit with us we sit in this one section and for i i thought it was five weeks i told it it was five weeks she told me after it's eight weeks that she went to church and they weren't there and so good for her she sat there by herself and she probably left a little early because at, at the end time when it gets social it gets a bit awkward if you don't know anyone so then she's coming at this time i see her and then i guess she found out from julia that i had asked about her and she goes uh she goes and adds me on Instagram, but she's a private account because she's a school teacher and she adds me and I don't follow back because I'm not in the habit of following back girls. I don't know. And I didn't, that wasn't a real name on the thing. It was like some, uh, whatever uh, handle. So then anyway, so then a week later, one of my friends has said, Oh, Ginger, I can't believe you're like this. And it happened, it happened to be the guy who tried to get her number. Um, and I, I go out there and I'm like, wait, are you Gingy snaps on Instagram? And she's like, her face goes red. And she said, yeah. And I said, you added me. And she's like, yeah, you didn't have me back. And I said, yeah, <laughs> your, your profile picture is too small. I couldn't see who it was. And then, you know, I, I was like, what do you do? And she's like, oh, I'm a teacher. And this is the part where I look bad. And she, and she said, what do you do? I said, I'm a hairstylist. And then she's like, oh, don't look at my hair. Uh, I really need a cut. And then I picked, I grabbed the ends of her hair and I looked and I said, yeah, it's ratchet. You need to figure it out. And she, she, she was just like, so blown away that i'd be so rude and then i said maybe two more things but she said oh i have to go i gotta get up at five so i leave and 15 minutes later i come back on the foyer and she's still there and this makes it even worse i said you can go now and then <laughs> she was like what and then so then apparently me being the jerk i don't know if it worked in my favor because she was used to dating jerks but she messaged me a day later and was like hey I need to get my hair done. So she comes and gets her hair done. Then nice. message me. We talk on Instagram. We go on a couple of dates. The first date she talked for three hours straight, nonstop. I didn't get a word in. And I was like, I can't, I can't keep up with this girl. But then after that, it, it ended up going great. So it's funny that I was so picky because she thinks, how could, how could a guy like, or how could a guy not think I was the hottest thing in the whole world is what, how she words it. So <laughs> but it worked. It worked. You guys are getting married. Yeah, I'm so excited. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I think that's good. I think it's almost time to end. But thank you so much for chatting with us. And um, and also just thanks for in opening our eyes to like even just um, younger people, what they're going through. And people who are older, sometimes I feel like our gap gets a lot larger from younger people. Mm. And we become a little bit more ignorant. <laughs> I'm speaking about myself. So I think that that's good for us to be aware of like what's going on, you know, so we can pray and just even not be so weird. Yeah. I think, I think being genuine is, is our biggest strength because God created you to be the left pinky and me, me to be the big toe, you know, where he, he made, us, right. made us to be so specifically different so that we could reflect a new side of him. And I think if we can, if we True. can do that, then we might not be able to connect with everyone, but we're going to be able to connect with someone. That's so good. That's awesome. Thanks, Levi, so no much. Say hi to you. And for the record, my favorite yes. candy is sour kids oh. and Coke bottles and cherry Coke bottles. And my favorite all-time food is sushi. So to really end it well. Okay. So Clifford, my Clifford, he um can he can eat a whole bag of those Coke bottles. Oh, like, yeah. Like yeah. honestly, in one sitting, they're gone. Okay, well, <laughs> when this whole thing's over, I'll come over. We'll have a fire, and I'll bring two bags of Coke bottles. Perfect. Okay, well, we'll talk to you later.